재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 We start the week with a little thing called Health Watch. We bring in our own Korean traditional medicine doctor and look at ways for you to live a better life using some of that wisdom. Uh, her name is Yesul Jennifer Lee, and she's back once again. Yesul, good morning. Good morning. I like what we're doing today. We're zooming in a little bit more narrowly on mm-hmm. a specific um, and somewhat rare uh, mm-hmm. affliction, right? Yeah. But I do know somebody who had this, and it was oh, quite um, quite frightening. The thing is called <laughs> Bell's palsy, right? Yes, it's called Bell's palsy. It's also called face paralysis mm. because half. Of your face is basically paralyzed for at least uh, 15 to 20 days. Yeah. And it actually doesn't really move at all, and you have a very hard time blinking your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you start drooping on one side of your mouth because you basically can't move your mouth very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it strongly resembles to the outside observer almost what it looks like when somebody has a stroke because they lose exactly. control, right? Mm-hmm. So this this yeah. was a person, the person I know, he, he, he's a television person. It made it oh. very difficult because you could very visually see something was not quite right. It would have been very stressful. Mm. Exactly. Uh, many people do complain of the, the stress that they get from everyday social life because when you have this Bell's palsy, you basically have a very hard time communicating with the others, not only because you are, you have a hard time speaking, but also because your face expression is very limited. Um, so half of your face gets yeah. paralyzed or extremely weak and close to paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Does it come on quickly? Well, it actually... Uh, well, occurs very spontaneously. Mm. So it happens basically overnight. That's what many people do feel. But wow. on the other hand, there are some pre-symptoms that we also need to discuss. Okay. Uh, one of the very basic symptoms is um, prickling on the back of your ear mm. that they have. Uh, it actually refers to, it, it may refer to an infection of virus um, that may cause this Bell's palsy. Mm. On the other hand, they do feel numbness on one side of their face or they start to feel weak on their one side of their of their face, which also indicate a future Bell's palsy. So those are sort of the the warning signs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if, if it looks like a stroke from the outside. Does it feel like a stroke to the the sufferer? Actually, it does to many people. That's why many people do get scared, mm. uh, especially right after having this, because they basically wake up with the face facial muscles in paralysis. They feel their faces drooping. Um, and even the etiology is unknown, meaning we don't really know why this happens overnight. Uh. So many people do feel that they're, uh, they don't really know what's going to happen next. They might have stroke afterwards, uh, whatnot. But Actually, Bell's palsy is a much lighter symptom, if I could say this. Compared Limited to, to the face? Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. To, compared to stroke, because stroke is basically a paralysis on one side of your whole body, mm-hmm. whereas Bell's palsy is basically your face. And it actually uh, will it gets cured or treated pretty much easily compared to stroke. A stro- yeah, so you, you'll lose control of your, say, the, mm-hmm. the, the side of your legs or your arm yeah. as well to an, to an extent mm-hmm. if it's actually a stroke. We know that a stroke is a, uh, you know, a blood condition, either a blood blockage or mm-hmm. whatever. Is this thing with Bell's palsy circulatory or is it uh, like a nerve thing? Well, like I mentioned, it, the, the basic etiology is unknown, but okay. we do actually talk about the circulation or lack of blood in, from the perspective of Korean medicine. On the other hand, there are some Bell's palsy pre-symptoms um, and also uh, different facial muscle 
pro- uh, problems that they do complain of before they have mm. this Bell's palsy. So when you have these symptoms, for example, you suddenly feel this neck pain or pain behind your ear or mm. your head or even uh, difficulty with your facial, facial functions, for example, closing your eyes or eating or smiling, you might want to go to your fa- uh, clinic and see if, you're try- if you have Bell's palsy and try to cure it before it gets even more severe. And if you, if you should be afflicted with Bell's palsy, how long does it take? Well, it usually um, well recur- recovers spontaneously within three months, which is basically pretty long. long. Yeah. But uh, I, w- I should say more than half of these symptoms gets treated within uh, two to three weeks. Mm. And it basically lasts about three months but in rare cases they do last with these um well facial uh, functions gets limited uh, maybe for six or more months it's it's a very rare thing i've I've only known Mm -hmm. one person ever who's ever gotten bell's palsy been afflicted with bell's palsy um how often does it happen well it does happen uh pretty uh well it gets well, it does happen more commonly than you might think of. Okay. Uh, many people do complain of this Bell's palsy, especially around this time of the year when they usually have this air conditioning overnight or especially when they go outside for vacation and they sleep outside when it's suddenly cool down. Uh-huh. Um, they usually sleep on the floor when it's very cold and they suddenly feel when they wake up, they feel that one side of their face is per- paralyzed or very weak. Um, but like you mentioned, it's very different from stroke. So there are some symptoms that we can talk about that can be compared with this facial paralysis. For example, if you try to crease your your uh, forehead muscles, mm. um, when you're having stroke, it doesn't work. Uh, well, sorry, it does work. Yes. But facial paralysis, you can't really move your forehead. Mm. Um, and there are some other symptoms. For example, you can't move your eyes very well when you're having Bell's palsy. Whereas when you have stroke, moving your eyes isn't really that much of a problem. Okay. So there are some different uh, paralysis symptoms that we can compare uh, with when you come to the clinic and see whether it's stroke or facial palsy. Were they talking? I mean, they probably weren't saying Bell's palsy, but were they talking about this affliction back in the traditional books that uh, Korean doctors read? Yes, uh, they did very much so because it did happen pretty commonly. Yeah. Uh, and they actually did talk about how this is different from stroke because many people do get scared from the uh, slight differences between the stroke and facial palsy. For example, um, diagnosis for Bell's palsy was termed external wind cold attacking the channels of the face, meaning wind cold, uh, especially this time of the year when it's especially cold at night compared to the day when it's extremely hot. So your, your temperature gets difficult. Um, it has difficulties well uh, adjusting to the fish, the temperature differences so it's some yeah external wind cold so it's uh a non-harmony of temperatures basically mm-hmm. for example cold weather in winter also air conditioning in summer uh, temperature differences between day and night in summer those are the examples of wind cold that you get daily 
basis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would be evaluating their symptoms in terms of some sort of change in, in qi or? Uh, yes. Other than wind cold, uh, there was also another term in Dongi Bugam that says uh, Bell's palsy or facial paralysis is basically caused from stomach problems because a lot of the meridians of the stomach is passing through the face. So this was also linked to stagnated blood, which is that due to the lack of circulation of qi and also um, too much drinking or eating habits, especially that would cause harms in liver and spleen qi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So from that perspective, what would you be looking uh, at in terms of treatments? Well, uh, most cases recover spontaneously, meaning um, f- between three to six months, it gets better. Um, but if you do get medical interventions be- beforehand, they do get treated pretty much earlier than three months or six months. Ah, So if you were having those symptoms like you were talking about, um, tingling of the ears and maybe sharp pain in the neck, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just before the onset of Bell palsy, Bell's palsy, can you head it off? Can you can you ward it off? Uh, yes, especially with acupuncture. And also, if you start to have these signs that you're going to have Bell's palsy, for example, you have wa- your eye waters more or less than usual. Okay. You start to drool. Uh, you have difficulty chewing. You have de- decreased sense of taste, meaning your sensational sens- sensitivity is decreased. Mm. Uh, your facial muscles twitch without warning and also pain or numbness behind your ear like I mentioned and also you have trouble closing your eyelid or blinking those are the signs or symptoms that you might think of before you start to have Bell's palsy Um, and those that you might feel that's weird or awkward compared to the regular days have you ever uh dealt with somebody directly that had this? Actually, I did many times. There are uh, many patients who come come in with facial palsy, especially in summer, oh. because right after they have vacation or right after they turn on the air conditioning for too long at night, mm. those are the times when they actually come in with facial paralysis, especially, well, it's very funny because many people have the same pattern. So they've been drinking quite a lot the night before and then they come in and then they turn on the air conditioning Blast the AC. <laughs> <laughs> and then they come come wake up in the morning and they find themselves paralyzed on one side of their face Ooh, you've got me really thinking because that's ex- i mean i don't i turn on the air conditioner and i'll wake up at three in the morning and mm-hmm. like one side of my head is like an ice block you know exactly. and the other side is warm so you've got me really thinking about this i don't want to uh, encourage in any way this thing it sounds uh extremely inconvenient at the worst at, at best i mean um um, it doesn't manifest into anything more serious, or does it? Well, it does manifest itself to more serious, for example, other disorders. Yeah. But on the other hand, the symptoms might last for a quite a long time. For yeah. example, you have a hard time closing your eyelids, or you have a hard time smiling symmetrically compared to the time when you had this, when you didn't have this. And that could last up to six months, I think mm-hmm. you said. Sometimes even longer if you don't treat this right. Really? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just a a severe inconvenience. It's not a bridge to some sort of other affliction. No, no. So many people do get scared, especially because it's your face, that they would have something very severe. But it's basically something that, oh, well, if you think of it, it's worst case scenario of cold passing by that would last for maybe three months at most. So it's basically two to three weeks of very severe cold of your face muscles. Wow. It's so surprising how little is known about it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, you, you said 
really science doesn't have much of a clue as to why it happens or exactly how it happens. Yes, uh, that's probably the reason why many people... Uh, write the cause of this Bell's palsy in a very various form. For example, they feel that this is may maybe an uh, infection of virus that's herpes zoster that's basically here all the time. Hmm. So basically, that's referring that your immune system is weakened during this time of the year. Like a latent virus that you deal with all exactly. the time, but during moments of weakness, mm-hmm. it'll switch on. Yes, especially when your temperature is going down at night. Hmm. Um, on the other hand, there are some uh, papers discussing stress with Bell's palsy um, that's also mentioned in Korean medicine as well because of this unbalanced emotions of stress and anger basically causing this uh, facial paralysis unbalanced emotions those get blamed a lot for uh, various mm-hmm. illnesses especially in the Korean medicine world mm-hmm. right because uh, unbalanced emotions basically is linked directly to the body lychee in from the perspective of Korean medicine those moods will swing your chi around and weaken <laughs> yes. your immunity. Mm-hmm. The cases that you've seen, do they skew in any particular direction? Male, female, old, young? Well, it's basically, it does happen pretty commonly among the mid-age male patients. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. But the age tends to get younger. So many patients come in with, in their 30s or 40s. Um, it's not basically limited to, for example, mid-age male patients between their 60s, 50s and 60s. Never seen a child case? No. Oh, they do have child case paralysis. Basically, it's limited to facial infections. Infections. Mm-hmm. So, virus. Ah, okay. But that's a whole different kind of thing. Exactly. That's not Bell's mm-hmm. palsy as we've mm-hmm. been describing it so far. No. No. Oh, um, yes. So, so just a kind of a takeaway for people is um, go easy on the uh, the AC. Yes, there. Uh, well, it's been there's been uh, many treatments that's been going on for Bell's palsy, especially acupuncture. It's mm. been pretty, uh, proved to be very helpful for acupun- uh, for Bell's palsy, and also different ointments and corticosteroids. Okay. They need to be taken care of. See your doctor, your Korean medicine doctor as well, if you suspect you may be undergoing this. And uh, do take uh, care with the AC. Jennifer, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. And we're back with Food and Beyond when Koreascape returns right after this.